0: We find ourselves on the damp and glistening streets of Level Zero, the center of our fair city. The condensation of thousands of policies working and living collects on the tile ceiling and rains continuously on the inhabitants below as they scuttle endlessly to and fro. These are the crossroads of the corporate city going up and the sub-city going down. A tall, lean figure is crossing the square, As he passes one of the light terminals, we see the sulfur-yellow illumination dimly glinting off of his rubber waders. It is Neil Henderson, one of the rare few who enjoy a level of autonomy, or at the very least, anonymity, within the restrictions of the corporate structure. He makes his way into the red lighting of Sector Alpha, which highlights the lines on the head of his characteristic shovel. Neil makes his way to a familiar doorway. He smiles at the beaded curtain which hangs there. Earning the money to buy it had made him a legend, and it was finer than any of the tawdry goo which hung on the entrances nearby.
1: Allison? Allison, I'm uh, a- Neil, how
2: many times have I told you not to barge in? Wait in the common room.
1: All right. See you soon, sweetie. Don't work too hard. Well, that guy smelled like shit. Today, but, uh,
0: so, just... mighty Neil Henderson, the maverick Ooh, who oh, oh, once hey, shooted oh, the waist oh. of five men, makes a defeated trip down the communal hallway of Sector oh, Alpha. Hey, okay. <laughs> in the common room wait some of the merchants of the most precious commodity in our fair city. Human contact.
1: Hello, girls. Oh, hi,
2: Neil. Visiting Allison again, are you gonna give one of us a go?
0: Don't waste your breath,
1: Brittany. You know, he only has eyes for that high-class bitch.
2: Candy, are you saying I'm not high-class enough for the legend here?
1: Oh, it's nothing like that. I knew her before we got our occupation assignments. But we even talked about applying for an old-fashioned love marriage. No matter what people would think. We know you swore somehow you would get her all to yourself.
2: I still say you could do to frolic in greener pastures. I'm a lot younger than she is, you know. And not nearly as limber. You girls done trying to seal my man?
1: Allison, sweetie, I-, I missed you. I was work. Allison, you know not all of us are as stupid as Brittany here.
2: I sure don't think so. Come on, Poopsie, it's your turn. Let's go down the hall.
0: Oh, Again.
1: Oh. Allison, honey, you-, you you know I would never go with any of those girls. Neither of them is half the woman you are.
2: Yes, Poopsie. I know I can trust you to always come home to me. How long is it you've been gone this time?
1: It's been a week and a half. I always count, of course.
2: Only that long? What's the matter, Poopsie? You're usually in the fields for a month or better.
1: It's like I've been telling you, dearest. The storms are getting worse. Only a week and a half and I use my canister supply all up. Normally I'd have to find someone who could refill me because the stations won't do it until I hit a quota mark. I even went to see my manager, but he wouldn't help. But maybe... Maybe I won't have to worry about it much longer. Huh? I think I may have finally done it. I may have found a way to get us out of this. We could be like those families down on Sea Deck, Or maybe even a room with a door.
2: That would be nice, Poopsie, but we could never... Yes, we can,
1: honey. I want to show you something. Now sit here on the bed while I get it out.
2: Poopsie, I don't know how that... Oh... You mean something out of your pack.
1: Are you ready to see our way out, Allie? Okay. This is it.
2: Okay.
1: Well, what do you think? Isn't it beautiful?
2: It's a metal tube, Poopsie. Now, I can think of a thing or two I could do with it, but I don't see how that gets you out of your job. Oh,
1: it's special. Look, look, here at the end. It's got this little light. It's the same symbol they use on the chutes, it it means good. Someone cared about this too, feel how it's sticky here at the end? It it used to have a label.
2: Poopsie, you're cute when you get excited about something, but so what? It had a label.
1: So? It's valuable. I talked to some of those lab coats on the train and they said it's so fancy they don't know how to use it. That means it came from the tower. I'm gonna find someone who wants it and get them to pay me for it. This is big, honey.
2: Do you know who you're gonna sell it to?
1: I got a kid looking for buyers. He seems to know what he's doing, but I'm keeping an eye on him. You know kids, can't be trusted.
2: You are absolutely right, Poopsie. People can't be trusted. I don't know how you've stayed safe carrying something so valuable around the city. I worry about you so much. In fact, you should hide it. Maybe give it to someone you trust.
1: Oh, sweetie, you know there's no one in this world I trust but you. Hey. Would you hold on to it for me? Keep it here. Safe. Hidden. Oh
2: me? Well of course, Poopsie.
1: I have to go meet with the kid now.
2: Oh, uh, Poopsie? You know the shift's not over, so I'm I'm still on corporate time.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah, of course.
0: What do I owe you? Neil squares up for the time spent talking to Allison and sets out to board the People Mover, the dilapidated transport used by the basest policies of our fair city in the hopes of finding a way to sell his unusual piece of merchandise. Little does he know that the same train carries another passenger familiar to you, faithful listener, young Nathan Rourke, out looking for trouble. Tune in next time to find out what happens on Ants on a Train.